Hello and welcome back to episode three of I Can't Believe I'm Really Doing This. Um, I want to just start by saying thank you guys for listening to the first two episodes. I only thought five people were going to listen. So the fact that, dare I say, like 10 to 15 to 20 people listened blew my mind. Um, And the support I got was genuinely so sweet and like, I just, I really appreciate that you guys let me feed into my delusions and that everyone is just always very supportive. So thank you guys for listening. I hope that you guys will continue to enjoy the episodes to come. Like I mentioned before, my plan as of now is to kind of alternate between doing a book-related episode and then like some other random topic and then a book-related episode. So in line with that, um, for this episode, I wanted to talk about all things ACOTAR. So I know I'm going to lose some of you guys because I have people that like will reply and be like, I listened to the first five minutes or so to support you, but I don't know anything about books. Um, And that is totally fine. The fact that you guys even listen to a little bit when you have no interest in listening to me talk about books, I really appreciate that. And just maybe stay tuned for the next one because I promise it'll probably be more interesting for you guys. But yeah, so this episode, I wanted to just talk about ACOTAR, literally any kind of thoughts I have about it. Um, I'm excited for this one. I'm planning on doing one for Throne of Glass as well. I'm like, I think I'm a little more than halfway through the series. So I'm honestly thinking of doing maybe two Throne of Glass episodes because I just feel like there's so much there. But I'm excited because in general, like the reason that I even wanted to have a podcast is because I just love to talk about books. Like I, and I felt like I just needed a platform to be able to do that. So yeah, this one's gonna be about Agatar. I'm gonna start by just like maybe making some comments about it more generally. So if you haven't read it, but you're potentially interested or you do just kind of want to hear me talk about the series a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about it in general first, and then I will give, like, a very clear spoiler warning of, like, okay, now I'm about to, like, get into the nitty-gritty of the actual storyline, so if you have an interest in reading it potentially down the road, maybe stop listening at that point. Um, So, yeah, I I will give a spoiler alert or spoiler warning, um, but just starting out, uh, so ACOTAR, if anyone is not familiar with the acronym, stands for A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is a new adult uh, fantasy series by Sarah J. Mass. It is not the first one that she wrote. She actually wrote Throne of Glass first, but everyone kind of universally on like BookTok and BookTube and Bookstagram and whatever kind of uh, views it as being like her beginner series and that if you're trying to get into fantasy, um, Akatar is, I guess, comparatively speaking, like the least fantasy heavy. Um, like, honestly, if I were to say between the, the fantasy elements and the romance elements, I don't know, I feel like it's maybe like 65, 35 in terms of like romance to fantasy versus with her other series and then with other fantasy series in general. Um, they tend to be more, like, sometimes they're a lot more fantasy-heavy or just a little bit more fantasy-heavy or maybe more equally matched. But I think Agatha definitely is more romance-heavy than fantasy-heavy, which is why a lot of people do recommend it as a series for people that want to try to get into fantasy or fantasy romance. 
But my story with the series, um, which I feel like just kind of blows my mind now that I think about it, because I was like thinking about this the other day when I was planning out the episode. But I saw Akatar in, I think, like a YouTube video or something. Someone was talking about how they read it and they gave a good review of it. And after I watched that, I was like kind of, I put it on my TBR mentally and I was like okay maybe I want to try and read that and I remember looking it up on like my library app and it had like 250 holds and I was like okay goddamn like it probably is really good if this many people want the book and so I like just had made a note of it and I was like okay I kind of want to read that but I knew literally nothing about the series I had never I don't know how, but I had never seen it on TikTok. I had never seen it anywhere. I I didn't know anyone who had read it. I didn't literally like I was completely blind to how popular it was. And somehow I just didn't know that it was such a thing with a capital T. Um, And then like one day I was in a bookstore, not even Barnes and Noble, but like some random bookstore and I saw it on the shelf and I was like, oh, like I want to get the I want to read this but there's like 250 holds so Loki let me just buy it and read it and so I just bought it like literally in a random bookstore and I just I literally think it's so crazy that I did not know how popular it was but in thinking back on that I am so grateful for that and I feel like I just had the best experience with that series because I went into it knowing nothing Like, even some of my friends that read it, by the time that they actually read the series, they had already seen a lot about it. So they knew that it was, like, two kind of main male characters, and they kind of roughly had an idea of some stuff that happened in it. But I knew nothing. I went in completely blind, and I feel like I'm just so grateful for that because I got to have such a, like, genuine, like emotional experience and like genuine reactions to it and that's probably part of why I loved it so much versus if I had gone in like knowing that it was just so hyped and like that there was just so much discussion around it then I probably would have also like been a little bit more of a harsher critic when reading it and then I think my maybe like who knows maybe my expectations would have been too high and I would have been disappointed um But for anyone that hasn't read the series, I love the series. If you like fantasy or you like, you think you might like fantasy romance, I think it's an amazing series. If you like stuff that's more fantasy heavy, you probably won't enjoy it as much. But I will just tell you guys that I'm obsessed with it. Um, I've read, since I read it, I read it in April of 2023. I started it in April of 2023, and since then, I've probably read, I guess, like, 30 to 40 other books, and it is still my favorite series, and, like, the main um, male character from the series is still my favorite main male character out of every book that I've ever read, Um, so I think that's saying something, at least for me personally, Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend, if you haven't read it, to read it. With that, I'm going to start talking about the actual story now, and I'm going to literally spoil the story, like, within the first sentence of what I'm about to say. So please, if you have any interest in reading it, I would highly recommend that you stop listening right now because I'm going to get into the story. So I will give you 
a brief like two seconds of silence before I start. Okay, I'm starting. So back to what I was saying about how I'm just really grateful that I had no idea what the story was about. I know a lot of people who read the series who already knew roughly like the situation with Tamlin not actually being the main guy and like Reese coming into the story. And so I knew people who read it that were expecting Reese to come into the story. And when I read it, I got to fully experience the canon event of being like, oh my God, Tamlin. And like, just like, I didn't have anyone I was talking to about it. So just being like, like in my mind, like, oh my God, Tamlin just took her to his place and like oh my god he bought her paint supplies and this and that and like being wooed by the things that he was doing and like slowly starting to fall for him as Pharaoh was falling for him um and I this was a first book that I read last year and it was the first book I read that like got me back into my reading journey so and even if that hadn't been the case up until that point like I've never personally read a story where there there's a switch like that where there's a main male character and then a villain comes in and then a like a quote-unquote villain and then the girl ends up like falling in love with the villain I have never read anything like that and so I fully did not see it coming like you know as I was starting the story like I didn't even realize that that could have been something that was gonna happen um but like after the first few times that Reese entered the story I maybe just because I like villains I already liked him like when he was his like first couple of interactions with her I was all over them um and I think I switched pretty quickly like even by the like by the time she was under the mountain I was already pretty done with Tamlin and even like when stuff was happening under the mountain and she was like literally dumb as hell being like oh my god like did Tamlin send me music like no bitch he didn't send you music he doesn't even care like homeboy was just sitting there doing nothing um but anyways um my point being I feel like I really enjoyed getting to experience the like seeing her like seeing the like I don't know I don't know the expression of like seeing things slowly being set into place where I could be where I knew Like, by the end of the first book or even Under the Mountain, I was like, I know that, like, she's going to start going towards Reese. Like, I can see it happening. And I just loved that storyline. Literally my favorite thing ever. Um, Other other things. Um, I don't know. I know people who slightly disagree with this. So I'm going to share my opinion. But I really love that Reese is, like, kind of a flawless character. And, like, I think that it's done so well where he is just literally everything you could ever want. Like, he's such a perfect character. He has, like, no flaws. And, like, even any, like, supposed flaw he has would be what? Like, caring too much or, like, being overprotective of Feyre or whatever. But, like, he is such a perfect character. He went through so much for the sake of his people and his found family and et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's somehow done so well where it doesn't seem too fluffy like it doesn't seem like too unrealistic that he is this perfect and that he has so many good qualities um and that's like in contrast um just to give you an example I mentioned this in my first episode but I read Icebreaker last month and the main male character in Icebreaker I felt like was made to be too perfect like everything he said just felt like 
so like cliche and coined and like he was trying so hard to seem like someone who had gone to therapy like he everything he said was just too perfect and he was like like he would apologize immediately and say like I didn't mean to say that like I took my anger out on you when really I was mad at myself like he would just everything he said was just made to make him seem like such a perfect woke king and like for some reason in that in that book it was it was too cheesy for me like I couldn't get behind it I was like I just felt like it was cringy that they were trying to make him seem so perfect but like with Reese I didn't feel like that at all like he just seemed like like I just I don't care if that was an illusion I fell for it wholeheartedly like I'm like he is such a good guy like there's nothing wrong with him why is he so perfect but I was all over it um but yeah, I literally obsessed with him. Um, I said this earlier without seeing his name, but I have yet to meet a man that I love as much as Reese. Uh, there, if there is a potential on the radar. I will let you guys know that. There is one person right now who, like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, he might be coming close. But other than the two of them, like, there is no one that can fucking compare to Reese like I have read so many books since then and most of them I don't think about the male main characters twice and most of the time like three to five days after reading a book I don't remember the main characters names like it's that bad for me but like when I tell you guys I'm not even trying to be funny I think about Reese probably at least once every single day I swear to god I'm not trying to be funny I think about him like every damn day and nobody, ha- nobody else has been able to come close for me. But that, I feel like that just goes to show, like, I feel like I love his character development. I love the way that his character is fleshed out in the series. Um, and honestly, I'm just, I'm just a Sarah J. Mass girl. Like, anything she puts out, I'm reading. She, If she puts out her grocery list, I'm going to read it. Um, and I, the thing that I love is I feel like within this series, too, like, yeah, we get a lot of romance and like we get the the recent Pharaoh moments and we get like the Cassian and Asriel and all this stuff. But I feel like that like a beyond that kind of surface level of like romance and fantasy elements, I I think that Sarah J. Mass does such a good job of like depicting trauma and like having these like kind of deeper notes to the series. And I feel like that's actually really underrated because like at the end of the at the end of the day on like TikTok and stuff, everyone kind of like talks about the series very like jokingly and it's like, oh, Batboy's this and Batboy's that and fairies this and fairies that. But she I feel like she does such a good job of like depicting trauma and like in so many different ways, right? Like you have Feyre's trauma that stems from like this naughty or like yeah, Feyre's trauma that kind of starts from going back to her childhood and growing up and the fact that, like, her mom passed and then her dad pretty much abandoned them. Like, he was there, but he wasn't. And, like, her having to, like, provide for her family and, like, her sisters doing nothing and just, like, feeling so helpless and feeling like her family wasn't even her family. And then, like, to then go on and, like, have all this shit after Under the Mountain where she literally has, like, PTSD and is fucking traumatized from the experience and like literally to the point where it's like she's claustrophobic and feels like she's still under the mountain and fucking Tamlin can't see that and is like constantly trying to like smother her and even like like the the more I think about it I'm just like amazed at I feel like how 
deep that is like shit like she came back from under the mountain and she's like fucked up mentally and he's trying to like have sex with her like and she's like doesn't want like she you know like she uses excuses to be like oh like i don't want to like kiss you i don't want to go to sleep in your bed or whatever but like the fact that like he just thinks everything is okay and is just trying to like hold on to her both like literally and metaphorically and she just like needs space and she's like fucking freaking out about it um and then like reese's trauma which is like kind of similar to hers but then you know he has so much trauma from beyond that about like his his family being killed by tamlin and then like everything else and then getting into nesta's trauma which is like so fucking another level um but like i guess talking about her trauma a little bit um is or i guess just getting into maybe like her book a little bit specifically sorry i'm kind of jumping around but my thoughts are just i'm just going where my thoughts are going um i originally read the first four together and then i like didn't read this the fifth one for a few months because i didn't want to read it because it wasn't about recent pharah and like i'll admit it i literally like if recent pharah hadn't been in that story i would have hated it um but i yeah i remember just feeling hesitant because i didn't want to start that story because it was like about nesta and i just don't like her like I feel like, obviously, I feel like Sarah J. Mass, I guess, sets that up pretty well, too, that I feel like everyone kind of hates Nesta before hearing her story. And then by the end of it, a lot of people feel differently. Um, but I really liked the way that Sarah J. Mass kind of fleshed out Nesta's trauma in that book. And, like, I kind of loved the, like, repetitiveness of her routine and her what it felt like her constantly like finally making one step of progress or like being nice to someone one time or you know she works out with Cassie in one time and then suddenly she fucking has a fit or like something happens and it's like she's taking 10 steps backwards and I like love that like constant like okay she's better no she's not okay she's better no she's not because I feel like that's actually so much more accurate to like the process of like trying to be better than like you know, than her, like, magically being healed and happy, and it's like, oh, they all lived happily ever after, she loves Feyre, and, like, whatever, um, so I feel like I liked that part of it, that, like, it felt messy, and that, like, you feel the frustration of wanting her to just be healed, but, like, obviously, that's not realistic, and, like, it's gonna take her time to work through shit, and, and even by the end of that book, like, she still, she still had a long way to go, but, like, there was, like, a glimmer of, kind of, hope of, like, what she can become or, like, what she has to continue to work towards. Um, and I also really did like the idea, not even, I don't know if like is the right word, but I felt like it was very realistic, like, the idea of her kind of hating Feyre for being good and feeling like she kind of had everything while also not hating her like obviously at the end of the day that was her sister and she knew like nessa knew that Feyre had done so much for them and like was like the reason that they were honestly even alive but like you hate like kind of the idea of this person and maybe what she stands for because like i'm i'm pretty sure that only causes her to hate herself more right because like to see what everything Feyre is and then to compare it to herself and be like why do i always fucking feel like this why do I always say the wrong things etc etc um so I liked that too I felt like that was actually really deep um 
but yeah, I just feel like there, I, I love that there's so much more than meets the eye about the series. Like, obviously, everyone likes it at, like, kind of a superficial, superficial level, too. But, like, there's so much more than that. And I feel like ugh, it's funny because when I was going to record this episode, I felt like I needed more notes. Like, I was kind of stressed out that I wasn't going to know what to say. But now that I'm sitting here, like, honest to God, I could talk, I could write a fucking thesis on this series if I wanted to. Like, I could, I could talk about it forever. Um, so it's just funny that, that I felt like that. But other, other thing that I wanted to say, um, I liked that book. I liked it a lot. I still gave it five stars. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm gonna talk about the, like, baby and the birth thing and all that because, I don't think I can. Like, emotionally, I don't think I can talk about that right now. Um, but the other, the one thing I didn't like about the last book, or that I kind of didn't like just in general as a plot point, uh, is I don't like that Nessa and Cassian are mates. And I, I hate the way that they kind of just shoved it into the end of the story. Like, once they're together at the very end, like, Cassian just said one thing, like, and I knew from the beginning that she had been my mate. Like, where? Why? Like, I just hate that that was kind of shoved in slyly at the end. Like, oh, yeah, and and they lived happily ever after, and they're mates. Like, no, I don't feel like that's that accurate. Um, I just feel like I wish that their, them being mates would have been more creatively, you know, like, woven into the story. Or to be honest, for me personally, this probably is personal preference, I feel, I don't, it kind of bothers me that it's unrealistic in my mind that, like, Reese and Cassian, who are, like, two not actual brothers, but, like, you know, brothers in terms of loyalty and love, somehow mated two sisters. Um, and then, like, both of the sisters end up became, becoming Faye. I don't really like that part. It's a little bit too fluffy, like, wrapped in a bow for me. Um, I would have really liked to see a storyline where, like, maybe they are mates, but then, like, their mating bond doesn't snap together for, like, years and years, and then eventually it, like, snaps into place. Or I would have liked to see that they, like, maybe this could have been fleshed out in, like, books to come, but maybe they're not mates at all, and they have different mates, but still, like, willfully choose to be together instead, because, like, you don't have to be with your mate as, you know, we've seen from Elaine and Lucian, but I would have loved to see something like that instead of just like the, oh yeah, and they were mates at the very end of the story. I didn't like that. Um, speaking of the books to come, um, I would love to see as a story fleshed out. I love that man. He is amazing. I'm rooting personally. I'm rooting for him and Gwen. Um, and part of that is because I still like Lucian. Like, I don't hate him. I don't know what, how other people feel about him. But I really do like Lucian. I, I understand that, like, he fucked up with, with Feyre a little bit. But, like, I also can't blame him fully. And I feel like he did take accountability for it. And, like, you know he feels bad. Um, and so I really hope that Elaine comes back around to Lucian. And then I hope that Asriel's with Gwen. I do like Elaine and Az. Like, I kind of like their dynamic. Um, but I like Lucian too much. Like, I don't want to see him left alone. And honestly, I'm going to say it. I really like Eris, Lucian's brother. And I hope that in the story, like whatever books to come, I hope we get more of his story too. Um, because I know like in, I think A Court of Silver Flames, no, like one of the last books, I think, um, there's a conversation between Cassian and Eris. It might actually be the, 
a cord of silver flames. Uh, there's a conversation with uh, between Cassian and Eris, um, and then Cassian basically says something or like alludes to what Eris did to Moore. Um, and then Eris basically says something along the lines of like, you guys don't even really know what happens. Like Moore, sh- you guys should ask her to tell you the truth or like to tell you in detail what actually happened. Um, and I just do get the vibes from Eris that it's like kind of similar to Reese where like, Everyone has, like, given him a bad name and, like, made him a villain. And, like, he just plays up the role of villain for the sake of playing it up because that's, like, what everyone else has forced upon him. But I actually do think he's a good guy. So I'm really interested in, like, seeing that storyline fleshed out. Like, I want to see him. I want to see him mate with someone. Um, And honestly, I will fucking say it. (laughs) I wish that Eris and Nesta would have been a thing like I kind of liked that more I'm gonna be honest I don't like Cassian and Nesta and part and I think it's I just think Cassian deserves better and do I feel bad saying that maybe a little bit but I really really would think that Eris and uh, Nesta would have been kind of a cute match and I just wish Cassian would have ended up with someone else oh let me insert this right here because I feel like this is a fitting time to say it I saw a TikTok yesterday that left me fucking speechless. Like, I saw it and, like, genuinely hand over my mouth, like, gagged. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And I just kind of sat there in silence for, like, three minutes. Um, But it was this girl, and she basically was like, I have, like, a controversial opinion, and you guys are going to hate me for saying it, but, like, I don't care. I hate me, too. Um, And she literally said, she was like, girls that don't like Nesta are Nesta, and girls that like Nesta are Feyre. And I was just flabbergasted because, I'm going to be honest, I don't fucking like her. And I know that I am a Nesta. Like, between the two, I'm a fucking Nesta. And I have the self-awareness to be able to say that. I don't think I'm that bad anymore. But I see a lot of myself in her. And that's probably why I don't like her. And, like, I feel like... I feel like I... It bothered me how easily everybody would, like, forgive her. And, like, let go of the shit that she would say and she would do. But, like, you know, Nesta also felt like that. Like, she felt like, why are they fucking forgiving me, right? Like, I think part of why she didn't like Feyre was, like, why is Feyre still so nice to me? Like, why won't she stop trying, right? And, like, she's trying so hard to push everyone away, but they won't go. Um, And I feel like that's just hitting a little too close to home for me where I'm like, I hate this bitch. But, like, oh, my God, like, that literally... It blew my mind when I heard that um and now I'm like embarrassed to say that I don't like her because like I don't know I just literally was eviscerated um but yeah I don't know um other random thing because I mentioned Azriel uh a lot of people speculate that like it would make sense that since Nesta had the fifth book that the next book will be about Elaine um and I think that makes sense but I'm I'm honestly really interested to see where that would go. I've seen some Elaine slander online um, where people like just feel like she's so boring. Like, how is she even a person? She has no personality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I feel like if we got her story and it was like fully fleshed out, I think people would change their mind about her, just like a lot of people did with Nesta. And I feel like Something that I think could, you know, could end up being part of the story, which would be interesting, um, 
is maybe she like everyone says she doesn't have a personality right she's kind of like quiet middle child irrelevant i guess um but what if she's like intentionally made herself to be this kind of like quote-unquote boring bland person just in an effort to like keep the peace in their family right because nessa has enough trauma and hatred to go around Feyre is like the very good angel who's like trying to keep the family afloat and like Nesta and Feyre growing up are constantly at each other's throats and their dad's just like MIA and so maybe Elaine like the only way for her to help diffuse the tension was to just be this very like neutral bland kind of peacemaker and like who knows right maybe if we get her story um and she like she might we might see that right where she's like I just didn't want to impose like another burden on her family like I was just trying to like help us skate by or whatever so I would be interested to see like kind of what ends up happening with her story and and maybe there is more to her than meets the eye um I also want to see the concept of her being a seer fleshed out because I feel like like I just saw something about it in like a YouTube video or a podcast or something and then I was like oh yeah like I totally forgot that that was even a thing so I want to see how that kind of comes back and like plays into the story um because I feel like she I I definitely do think that there's more than meets the eye to her we just haven't gotten the story so I'm interested to see where that would go um and then I think this might be my last one I'm gonna try to see yeah it's been I've been literally talking about this for 30 minutes and I promise you I could just go on and on um but the other kind of last thing maybe I'll leave I'll leave it on um is that I saw a TikTok and then there was a bunch of discourse in the comments and then I kind of like was mentally just thinking about like what my opinion was um but I've seen people on TikTok like debating whether they think Tamlin deserves a redemption arc and I thought that that was really interesting because for whatever reason like because Feyre has moved on from him I feel like in my mind for a while like I just kind of had wrote him off like he just doesn't even seem relevant anymore to the story but then thinking about it I feel like I don't I don't know that I hate him as much as like TikTok does or as much as it feels like everyone else does like I definitely don't love him and like he has a lot of shit he needs to work through um and if i get a sponsorship from better help like i'm hitting him up he needs it and so i know that he has like a bunch of shit he needs to work through but i feel like i want to see him like find his mate because obviously that's still like a big thing that's left open is that Feyre clearly wasn't his mate so like who is um i want to see him find his mate And then I want to see like the internal thought process and like dialogue of him slowly start to realize that what he felt for Feyre wasn't love and that it was just like this like possessive need to like have control. So I think that would be really interesting to see him kind of like come back around and be like oh shit like I fucked up. And then I want to see him like I want to get closure almost like I want to see him finally get to that point where he realizes like the the like role he played and everything and I want to see him like properly apologize to Reese and Feyre and I just think that would be like a good addition to the story um and I I feel like 
he I still think he deserves love. I I think that he needs to like learn what love is, right? Like I said, I don't think he knows how to love and I think that I feel like the other thing that somebody mentioned that I think is a good point is that like Reese has had his inner circle around him for like honestly, yeah, I'm going to say like at least like a century. Like they've been there for a long time. Probably centuries. And, like, he has all these people around him who, like, keep him in check and, like, tell him, like, what's cool and not cool. And if he was going to do something, everybody would be like, yo, what the fuck, right? Like, they would be very quick to, like, shut him down if he was going to do something stupid. But, like, from the way the story starts, too, besides Lucian, and, like, I'm not even sure how long Lucian has been around, Tamlin is alone. Like, he doesn't have anyone. He doesn't have an inner circle. He fucking has Ianth, but I don't think that that's even... I think that's, like, more sporadic, too. I don't think that's, like, a long-term thing. Um, And, like, his family's all dead, too. And so he literally has no one um, to, like, bounce ideas off of or to be the voice of reason or stuff like that. Um, And, like, at Lucian, there's only so much he can do as one person versus Tamlin. Um, But I feel like that's something to consider, too. Like, he clearly doesn't... His environment is just kind of sad and lonely, right? So, clearly, like, that's going to affect how he is, too. um, Versus, like, Reese being lucky enough to have the support system he does and, like, the people around him that have, like, helped him become the person that he is. But, yeah, I I think I that Tamlin does uh, (laughs) deserve a redemption arc. And also, I can't, I feel like we can't forget the fact that he did save Reese. Like, at the very end, when she needed him to, like, help bring him back to life, he did it. And, like, you have to think that's a very hard thing to do. Like, he loved Feyre and he literally brought her love of her life back to her. And he literally said, be happy, Feyre. Like, I feel like that's a big moment and like we can't write him off like obviously he did a lot of shitty stuff but a lot of other people do shitty stuff too um in the series so I personally would like to see him get a redemption arc and I feel like Sarah J Mass is that talented where if she really wanted to she could have us all be obsessed with him like within a book or two I if she really wanted to I know that she could get everybody like suddenly on their knees for him So I am kind of curious to see if she's going to, like, do that and play around with it or if she's just going to kind of leave him in the past. Um, But, yeah, I think that might be it. Um, I've talked for, like, 35 minutes. And that was, honestly, I'm kind of proud of this. Um, But most of that was literally just, like, me spewing nonsense. Like, literally no thoughts, just, like, stream of consciousness, anything that was coming to my mind. But I think that is it for this episode. Um, I could definitely see myself doing a part two if I kind of properly look into like certain questions or if you guys have questions or like just things that we can talk about. I would love to do a part two because I feel like there are a bunch of like little nuggets in the story that don't go fully explored that I feel like maybe Sarah J Mass has even left for future books. So I feel like there's definitely still a lot to be said. And I am planning on doing a reread soon. Um, I'm putting it off a little bit, but maybe after I finish Throne of Glass, I am planning on doing a reread soon. And then maybe right after I do the reread, when things are a little bit more fresh in my mind, maybe I can do another episode and then just kind of talk about like things that I missed the first time around or just 
I guess, things that maybe were forgotten a little bit by all of us in general. Um, but yeah, I, I'm look for, looking forward to that and I hope you guys are too because I could talk about this damn series forever. Like, literally could get it tattooed on my forehead. I'm that obsessed with it. But yeah, if you guys made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, like I mentioned before, the next episode is not going to be book related, but the one after that will be. So I hope you guys look forward to that. All my Shout out to my book girlies because I know there's not that many of you, but um, I love you guys. And literally talking to people about books is my favorite thing in the entire world. Like dare I say, that's my love language. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you in the next one.